0: Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on uh, the air. Word. On the Doc G Show, I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, none other, Mr. Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista.
1: Salutations, folks.
0: Ah, Yes, the old salutations. And, of course,
2: Dave Burls, Berlin. Hey, folks. Hope this hour is more entertaining than your past Super Bowl experience this year. Probably won't be, but you know, don't.
0: I I just we'll set the bar low. We'll set the bar low. Uh, Lowered expectations, but but I will set the bar high for our guest. We do have a fantastic guest uh, lined up, super talented Miss Kim Lynn. Very excited to talk to her. Uh, She's got her new album coming out, uh, slowly speeding. It is coming out on the 22nd. Can't wait. but guys, we do. You brought it up, Dave. We we need to get something. We need to talk about something. I, I don't know if we can let it out in the public. So oh it, oh wow. Word. It makes sense to talk about on our show since nobody listens to it. So <laughs> fair fair enough. That's a fact. It's good, uh, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to evaluate my my status as an American man. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. My American manness. Um, What's
1: gonna happen? Hmm.
0: I I got I gotta I gotta confess something to you. I you I did- miss I miss pretty much all of the Super Bowl.
2: Oh jeez.
0: And, and 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 I don't really care. What? I, d- I I have no I have no bad feelings about it. Nope. Uh, now don't get me wrong, guys. I'm pretty interested in the Super Bowl hoopla. Yes. Yes. I mean, let, let let me give you a couple for instances. I mean, I'm interested, or should I say, am I interested in seeing billionaire old white man Robert Kraft supposedly dance with Cardi B, and what could obviously be better explained as a seizure? Yeah, sure, I was
2: interested. In that. <laughs> so true.
0: And am I interested in knowing that Tom Hanks narrated a Washington Post ad? <laughs> yes. Tom Hanks, he's right up there with Paul Rudd for likability. Of course I'm interested in that. Oh yeah. Am I interested in, like, I don't know how many news outlets, I'm gonna say like 34, (coughs) predicting that Tony Romo is some kind of magical soothsayer that's going to predict every single play. Yeah, sure. And does Tony Romo coincidentally look a lot like Paul Rudd? Yeah, he does. (laughs) He does. That's right. Am I interested in knowing about the stupid Super Bowl prop bets that people bet around the Super Bowl game? Like one of my personal faves, what will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the game?
2: Wait, what? Oh, wow.
0: Am I interested in knowing about why Tom Brady won his 67th Super Bowl at the age of 234? Sure, add it on. Why not? I don't care. Am I interested to know that apparently thousands of strippers Wait, swarmed Atlanta in hopes of making extra money off of Super Bowl tourists during Super Bowl Uh-oh. weekend? Yeah, sure. That sounds cool, too. Let's throw that on the boat. Am I interested in knowing that last year's refs made about an average of 40000 to work the Super Bowl? Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. 40000 just each person, forty thousand. Sure, that seems like a pretty cool way of making twelve thousand dollars until you make a call like the one in the NFC championship game. Oh. Then you probably don't want to take twelve thousand for it, I'm guessing. Nope. Probably ruined your weekend. Wonder what that guy's up to. Mm. The guy with the pass interference? I'm guessing hasn't had it that great of a weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. am I interested that the website The Verge made an article letting you know at what times you would be able to listen to the Super Bowl on delay at different planets of the solar system.
3: Word. What?
0: No, I'm not interested about that one. That one's pretty dumb. I get it. I get <laughs> so it. so weird. Planets are far away. I understand this. But regardless... I'm glad. <laughs> regardless, fellas, <laughs> the point is, I don't actually really care about those two teams. I realize that. Nope. I'm not really that interested. I mean... The Patriots have been there 400 games in a row. The Rams, no one pays attention to the Rams. Even from L.A., no one cares about the Rams. Nope. But I need to know, am I still an American man?
2: Hmm. You know, uh, uh, as an American man, you got to watch the football games. You know, whether you don't care if Tom Brady's winning his 300th in a row. Nope. Or that no one even cares about the Rams. The Rams are supposed to be fun to watch. So, you know, even if you weren't there for the actual game, you should have been there for the the Super Bowl party that you obviously didn't attend either. No,
0: no. I walked around like a lunatic on the sidewalks by myself. So that worked out well, fellas. It worked out well. I'm going to try to regain some of my manliness with this show. Do you think we can fire it up and I'll regain some manliness? Of course, well, dude. I think
2: we can fire it up, but I don't know about your manliness. Oh. All right. oh. try to regain it. Let's <laughs> get it. Five. All
0: three engines up and burning.
1: Two, one, zero, and
0: lift off.
1: Loser, dude.
0: Fellas, like I said, we have a fantastic show. None other than Kim Lenz on the show. We're going to hear some tunes. We're going to have a fantastic chat with her. I can't wait. But, of course... We are firing it up. The birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr.
3: President.
0: All right, fellas. Our birthday suit is a tad older. Our birthday suit wearer was born February 6, 1895. No longer living. Nope. He was born in Pigtown section of Baltimore, Maryland. I don't know where the Pigtown section is, but that's where he's born. uh, Pigtown. Pigtown, yeah. Uh, as a child, our uh, our birthday suit wearer grew up in a German immigrant household and spoke German. Mm. Yes. Our, our birthday suit wearer went to St. Mary's Reformatory School. While there, he loved playing street ball and joined the school's baseball team. By 1913, he had become a fantastic pitcher and... And hitter for the team. In 1914, he signed a professional baseball contract with the Baltimore Orioles. That's right. That same year, due to his fantastic play, he was signed to the professional uh, non-minor league team, Boston Red Sox. He played for Boston for five years and won three championships before he was traded to the New York Yankees, where he won four more And was the home run leader for the Major League Baseball. Is this? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is correct.
1: Yeah. The
0: Babe, yes.
1: The Curse of the Bambino, dude. That's
0: right, 1914, going on over to the Yankees and four championships under his belt. Seven championships, you know, that's not often talked Uh, about. That's impressive. They usually talk about the uh, 11 home run uh, leaders. And by the way, I I saw he made it into the Hall of Fame with 96% of the vote which this year was the first time they broke. uh, I got a unanimous, 100%. That's a fact. First time ever, which seemed a little bit ridiculous considering, you know, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, those kind of folks. But nonetheless, Babe, hats off to you and your 124th birthday.
2: Nicely done. So true. Happy birthday, Babe. Yes,
0: yes. Okay, guys, are you ready? Rip some headlines,
2: sir. Rip it, sir.
0: It's now time for rips from the headlines. Okay, Dave. Uh, I want to start this rip from the headlines with an actual tweet. Start with a tweet, and I just want you to mull over this tweet for me. Hmm. This is a Pop Tart tweet. Um, Pop tarts
2: from the pop tart account.
0: From the pop tart account. Yes, pop tarts. i love me some pop tarts. Well, they tweeted out, "quote I like my tarts where I like my money. Period. Right in my fanny. Word. Dot. 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 End quote." What? And they what? They had a picture of a fanny pack with pop tarts below it. Oh. Ew. I'm gonna be honest. First of all, I don't care how many people wear them. Fanny packs aren't ever going to be back in Nope, I don't care Mm-mm. if Justin Bieber wears them. Sweet. I don't care if Travis Scott wears them. I don't care if Kardashians wear them They're goofy. Yes. Okay, they're goofy. Just wear up the <laughs> <a> purse <laughs> or a book bag. All right, that's what you wear yes. Fanny packs are ridiculous <laughs>
2: Yeah, I- I won a fanny pack as a, uh, white elephant gift this Christmas. Yeah. It's the one with- with, like, the beer belly with the belly button. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, I don't- I don't know what I'm gonna At wear it to At least it's a yet, funny gift. Though. But I- but I have it.
0: I'm gonna be honest, I would like neither my tarts nor my money in my fanny. Nope. Neither one. Hey, what? Neither <laughs> ones. Justin, we've got a follow-up. Yo! Follow it up then, yeah, dude. Do you remember when we talked about the lady cruising around Walmart parking lot drinking out of a Pringles can? I think this... Yes, was, uh, yeah. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. Have Flickering we confirmed a flavor Netflix. yet? Well, uh, no, we haven't, actually. This <laughs> Have up... <laughs> we
1: confirmed?
0: <laughs> I'm hoping sour cream and onion because I know it's it's
2: it's the, Justin's face. Dude, faves. the is the... The pizza is the best. Pizza delicious. Yes. I do like the barbecue.
0: Ooh, barbecue as well. Well, Say what? Uh, we haven't confirmed a flavor, but a cup artist, <laughs> a cup artist vendor on Etsy, has used it as inspiration. Wait, what? She has created wine tumblers that resemble Pringles cans. Yes. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes. the The tumblers are twenty ounces. And the description says they're great for friends or moms that must endure long trips to Walmart and need to drink wine from a Pringles can. So true. (laughs) What? That's classic. The best part, Justin, is that she used the headline,
1: once you pop, the fun don't stop. There it yeah. is, dude. Yeah. Once you pop, the fun don't. Don't shoot your friends. Oh. Yeah,
0: don't do that. No, no, <laughs> don't do that. Good call, Justin. Both good calls. Dr- out of Pringles can and don't shoot your friends. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go buy me one of these. It's very nice. Etsy knows what's going on. Dave, are you ready for a real headline? <laughs> I thought that was a real. That headline. was a real headline. But are you ready for another?
2: I'm ready for another. Hmm.
0: Here it comes Quote <laughs> Pro athlete 18 years old swallows toothpick in sandwich and nearly dies. Wait, what? Jeez. That's a eighteen-year-old athlete? Pro athlete. Appa- pro athlete. Apparently he had a sandwich. It had a toothpick in it. And it went all the way to his colon. What? And poked a wow. hole oh my in God. his colon. And he got septus Holy. from it, almost died. Yeah. Oh, jeez, jeez, wow. man.
2: I'm gonna. I'm- Dude, they, they, those things are so like sneaky, and you you need to be warned about I- it. Well, I'm I'm gonna say
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say if you can swallow a toothpick and not notice, you you're not chewing your food enough. Nope. You're not. Right. You're not. I mean, he got. It got through everything. It got through his stomach. It got through his esophagus, and he didn't notice it until his fever and his horrible death-like rattle. And then he was like, "Oh, you know what? I should probably go to the doctor." And they were like, "Oh, it's just toothpick sticking out of your colon. Ew. That's the problem here. That's. toothpick. That's the problem." Uh, Justin. We're, yo, yo, yo! We're gonna go on another. We're gonna fall back on another story. Hmm. Um, do you remember when money transporters uh forgot to close their door on their delivery truck and lost eight hundred? Was this the highway? Yes, eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars on the highway in Indiana. Yeah. Warmth. Yes, dude. And then the cop said, "Don't take any of the money, or we'll arrest you." Well, apparently that rule does not apply when you are the cops. Wait, what? Mm. Yeah, because this past week in Tampa, the uh, Temple Terrace Police in Tampa, Florida, um, they were called to the scene of a murder, a murder at Wood Springs Suite Hotel. And uh, apparently this was the murder of an uh, uh, apparent uh, drug dealer. Because in the, in the room with the murdered individual, there was roughly 15 pounds of marijuana Word. and roughly $400,000. Word. Uh, in, the, in an interesting move, the police department seized both the 15 pounds of marijuana and $400,000 as a legal contraband and added it to their budget hmm. of the police department what
2: Whoa. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and apparently that's that a legal that's a legal move for police departments if they seize it it's,
2: as a, wow a legal it's illegal to do that
0: apparently as as if it's considered a legal contraband and it is money they can just acquire it hmm. yeah just just wow. crazy I'm gonna be honest that doesn't seem very uh, fair. I mean, no. I don't get to <laughs> no. keep $20 that I find on the sidewalk from a doofus who forgot to close the door on the truck. Doofus. But they get to keep $400,000 from a drug dealer?
2: Seems That whole thing sounds like a movie.
0: Seems a little unfair, I'm going to be honest. Uh, and fishy. Dave, Dave, re- yes, researchers from the World Cancer Research Fund the World Cancer Research Fund, recently highlighted in a research study that cutting bacon and booze out of your diet can reduce cancer risk by 40%. Hmm.
1: Who's ready to make that sacrifice? Not, not worth it, not worth it.
0: <laughs> in, in other news, the World Cancer Research Fund is looking to ruin candy, sex, and Paul <laughs> Rudd next. <laughs> That's my guess. Oh,
2: gee. Ooh, I love it. What You're else lying. do you have to live for then? Now, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: what else do you. <laughs>
0: Justin, we have other very scientific, important data to look at. Hmm. Please hit me with it, dude. You know how here on the Doc G Show, we're not generational bashers. Nope. And, and, yeah. and you know that I get a little upset when people start trying to bash the millennials, yes! especially for being lazy. Yes! Well, are you ready for some some stats that go ahead and debunk that idea completely?
1: Hmm. Do it, dude. Let's do Here it. Here
0: we go. The Economist was the first to report the findings that suggest millennials may be the most competitive generation studied. That's right. Word. Apparently 59, huh. 59% of us millennials.
2: Millennial.
0: Claim that competition is what gets us up in the morning. 59% mm. competitiveness wow. gets us up in the morning. Whereas they found wow. only Darwin. 50% of baby boomers feel the same way. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We feel the need to wake up and compete to have the best selfie better than anyone else. You better believe I'm going to do it. Compete on the highest level. Go millennials. So true. Go millennials. Dave, we, yeah. we've we talked about the hassles of dealing with Boy Scouts on this show. Right? <laughs> we have. Right. We have. Whether it's popcorn or coupon cards that I totally bought, and you guys know that I totally bought. Yep. We've also
2: dealt, uh, dealt with stories. Very questionable though.
0: <laughs> We've also dealt uh, with stories about things you shouldn't shoot in this world. Am I right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well,
0: sadly, this story combines uh... the two. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: that, that took an unexpected turn.
0: <laughs> so, a
1: tw- What's going on
0: here? A 12-year-old Boy Scout um, thought he would help his local town. His local town being Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, in Allentown, Pennsylvania community, they were having a food drive. The Boy Scouts having a food drive. That's a nice thing. Right. Right. They were putting up flyers around the community and they were putting them in the handles of everyone's house in the door handle of their doors. Um, A little annoying, but hey, it's for a good cause. Right. Right.
2: Exactly. While
0: doing this, one of the houses that he went to was the captain of the firefighters. Hmm. Yeah. The captain of the fire department, James Kutz's house. James Kootzes. James Coots, Kutz, KUTZ. He was sitting at his house with his wife. Both of them heard the door handle rattle.? Right? And his wife looked out the door and she saw a male running from their door. That's right, a male suspect. And I'm going to have to add um, my own tidbit of info that wasn't in the story here. It would have to be a very small male since he's 12 years old. Yes! Um, a very small male, or either just extremely large for his age. Nonetheless, hmm. when she turned back with her husband and told him that there was a male suspect running from the house, they looked out the door and saw him running down the street. Wait, what? Well, that didn't stop James. He was pretty upset about this supposed break-in that he thought was going on in his house. Apparently, he didn't leave from the door because he would have also seen the flyer for the uh, food drive and been like, oh, that's what they were putting here. Apparently that didn't happen because James walked out of his house, ran down the street, and yelled at him from the street for the kid to get down on the ground. Jeez. And of course the kid looked back at James and noticed that Mr. Coots had a gun pointed at him. What? And so, of course, the uh, boy uh, scout complied because he didn't want to get shot. So true. Um, So he got down on the ground, and that's when the boy's father, who was sitting in the car waiting for his son to come back from the houses in the area, noticed that there was a man pointing a gun at his son on the ground, and he got out of the car and said, What's going on here? Hmm. Please don't shoot my kid. And uh, James said, Uh, yeah. This kid was trying to break into my house. Nope. And the father said, uh, "No. No. He was passing out flyers for a food drive for the Boy Scouts. That's why he's wearing a Boy Scout uniform, has a Boy Scout hat on, and a Boy Scout reflective vest <laughs> on." <laughs> Like, how do you miss all of that stuff? He's wearing a Boy Scout uniform. And he's. It's
1: hard sometimes. He's
0: 12. Yes! Has a Boy Scout ever robbed a house? Hmm. Has that ever happened? because I feel like that's immediate expulsion out of the boy scouts. Yeah, you're no
2: longer a boy scout.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that violates everything about the demon uh, the decent human society that they're building over there. Yes! Uh anyways, luckily Mr. Coots did not shoot the boy scout. Uh, and Dave, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it. Hmm. Boy Scouts putting flyers on your on your door for a food drive? Not a reason go to ahead. shoot somebody. Not a yep. reason
1: to shoot somebody. <laughs> so true. Nope.
0: Nope. Okay. Unacceptable boys. Okay, guys, I'm adding a new segment to rip from the headlines. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, we're ver- we're com- we're converging two things we've done. This it's time for Would You Rather segment of Rip from the Headlines. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we're okay. going to use the stories that we have reviewed already.
1: So uh Justin, I'm we played something like this. Like uh, w- Didn't we do this w- for Thanksgiving? W- that one would time? no, well that was about Thanksgiving. This is using
0: the Rip from the Headline stories themselves. So Justin, I'm gonna start oh, with you. Okay,
1: okay. First, yes. would
0: you rather be held up at gunpoint by your town's fire department captain, or would you rather almost choke to death on a toothpick while eating a sandwich?
1: Hmm. I don't know, man. That guy got sepsis with a toothpick. I'm If I'm just being held up, I'll be cooperative. You don't. You
0: oh, know, I don't know. You don't know how he. I mean, you're you're banking that your town fire department captain is not racist. Hmm. He could be racist. I, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't know. I'm just saying. We don't know. I'm, I'll take this the is over on you. I'll
1: just... I- <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go with the first one. I'm hoping that he is an
0: open and loves that you are Filipino and knows and respects you your heritage. You put me in this
1: situation. Yeah. You put me in this situation. That's doc. true. That's true. You. You're going to take it, though. Damn I yeah.
0: like it. I like it. You're going to take it. You're not worried about the sandwich and the sepsis. Or you are worried about the uh, sandwich and the sepsis. I understand. I, I understand.
2: All right. Understandable.
0: Good choice. Good choice, Justin. Uh, you're, you're banking on the good humanity out there I like it Good job Nicely done
2: <laughs> Dave Yes sir
0: Would you rather And I think we already know Because you sort of spoke your testimony on this one Give up booze and bacon for the rest of your life hmm. Or Give up tarts in your fanny which one would you rather give up? <laughs> Dude, the, the tarts are out of the fanny. There we go. I figured. I thought we could figure that one out. This has been Would You Rather, rip from the headlines and nice. rip from the headlines. Very nice, guys. Guys, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear some classics from Miss Kim Linz right now. We're going to hear Tumble and Fall and Follow Me right here on The Doc G Show. You never
3: know the blues.
4: I'm gonna find FM, UNF Jacksonville,
0: And we are back Right here on the Dog G Show That was Kim Lenz With Follow Me And Tumble and Fall You're listening to Spinnaker Radio LP 95 fm In Jacksonville, Florida
1: Justin hmm. Follow these words Listen to the podcast Check it out It's free It's free for everyone <laughs> you can listen to it your mom can listen to it your dad can listen to it maybe you might have to set it up for them but listen to it
0: wherever the podcast
2: is available Dave guys have mom and dad just go to show dot com. that's and right just, and you can get to it from there one click right there that's a fact one click you don't even have to
0: have it. a sound cloud a account apple account nothing you can get
1: it right it's there it's free Boom.
0: Guys, it's time to shout some folks out. out.
1: Where are we going now?
0: First off, got a shout out to my folks above the border, Bolton, Canada. Shout out. Wow, Bolton, Canada, huh? That's right. That's right. I'm pretty excited about it. We like to dominate those Maple Leaf folks. They like to be dominated in their ears by the Doc G show. That's what they like to do. Uh, Shout out to Bolton, Canada, of course. Then also shout out. Uh oh man, I'm going to really screw this one up. Uh you Got it. Bro, come on. Eurovin, Just do it. Uravan, Uravan, Armenia. Shout out. Yes. Mm. Shout out to Who you. Knows. Let Eurovin. us know if that was
2: right. Nope.
0: They're going to let us know no. Ben, yeah. you're <laughs> stupid.
1: This will be the first and last time they ever get on the if show. Sadly,
0: <laughs> you are correct. Yeah
1: shout out to those Buckeyes Columbus
0: Ohio shout, shout out. out to those Ooh. fellas making O-H. the that
1: are poisonous right I oh.
0: I think so but um but uh, I don't think they eat us. them I don't yeah give us that info too Buckeye folks uh they're consistent though shout out to them for being consistent listeners uh San Jose California also shout out to them shout out. San Jose. Yes, here's, a, here's the, I think this one, I should have saved this one for last, but I didn't like this one a lot. Jakarta, Indonesia. Shout out. Yes.
1: Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho.
0: Yeah, shout out to those Indonesia folks. Love Definitely. it. Love it. Also, shout out to Richmond, Virginia. Shout out. Richmond, Virginia, the, cap, the capital city of Virginia. Yes, indeed. Shout out. To Casey Webb, I hope it was Casey listening to his show, maybe. New York, New York.
2: Justin. Yeah. to Gee. Casey. Or yes. York. Yes.
0: Right? Shout both. No doubt both would be the answer for that one. Uh shout out lastly to Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out. Okay. Like to get a little of that sweet barbecue sauce. Amen. Mm. We thank you all for your listening. I heard it's really
1: good over there. Actually. It is.
0: It's it's a very sweet sauce. Oh, yeah. You know, they they vary from place to place. I am I think my favorite though is the Eastern Carolina vinegar base? That yeah, that's is what I was about to
1: say. Too. Aren't you a Cal- Carolina kind of guy when it comes to barbecue sauce? Not so much. Vinegar. N- yep. I was about to say not so much though the South Carolina mustard. Nope. I like uh. I like the I
0: like the North Carolina vinegar better. I mean I'll take the South Carolina. It's good, but I like the South Carolina vinegar straight I'm a vinegar base. Guy. And I also like a good Memphis rub. Yes! I'm a very oh, big fan Memphis of the okay. Memphis Dry Rub. Guys, are you ready for the second birthday suit? I'm hungry. I'm hungry, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am so hungry now. <laughs> Great minds think alike, gentlemen. Great minds right. think alike.
2: But we'll, we'll do the birthday suit.
0: Here we go. This this one, uh, I'm going to lean on Justin. It's in the musical category. Thank That's <laughs> okay. Think a little bit more classical music here. Not classical oh, style, but classic rock. Anyways, oh. born, born on February 6, 1962 in Lafayette, Indiana. Hmm. Our birthday suit's parents were separated when he was two years old. Our birthday suit wearer found solace in the church choir. He started singing in the church choir at five and sang all the way throughout childhood into high school. Hmm. But at the end of high school, our birthday suit wearer lost his way, became a little bit of a delinquent, and was arrested Uh 20 times. Yeah.
1: Jesus.
0: After being sort of known as the town delinquent in Lafayette, he left, moved to L.A. in 1982. That's right. And he was in a band called Axel. But after several years, quit the band and started in another band called L.A. Roses. Eventually, this would merge with another band and it would be called Guns and Roses. Our birthday suit singer, our uh, birthday suit uh, wearer was the lead singer of this
1: band. Oh, it's, it's Axel Rose. Axel William
0: Rose <laughs> is correct. Yeah.
1: Those yes. are the only two I know, man, Slash and
0: Axel Rose. Axel and Slash, the original members is would that, be. Is that bad? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, no offense to Duff, Steve, and Izzy, but they're a little less uh, uh, known than Axel and Slash, yes. Axel being the lead singer, Slash being the lead guitarist, Izzy being the rhythm guitarist, Steve Stradlin being the drummer, and or I- Izzy Stradlin being the rhythm guitarist, and Steve being the drummer. Yes, yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, they had a lot of change-ups as they went through the years. Obviously, their first album, Appetite for Destruction, the most popular with jams like Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, just classics, Paradise City. So true. Such an awesome album. Such an awesome band. And then they had the User Illusion albums, GNR Lies, and then they broke up in 94. And uh, then Axel came back. He got a little weird. Hmm. He had he had corn yeah. he had cornrows, and it looked like he had a lot of plastic surgery. Um, but he's back doing his thing. He's back doing his thing. They had it's his
1: birthday. You know, let him be. Yeah,
2: him. come on.
0: He can do what he wants. He can do what he <laughs> wants, man. He
2: can do what he wants. They Enjoy had a your huge. Birthday.
0: They had a huge tour with AC/DC. It was giant. He actually injured his uh, leg a little bit, and he had to sit in a throne what? to sing some of the uh, some of the uh, concerts. But he did it. Wow. Yeah, it was impressive. Really? It was impressive, wow. uh, gentlemen. I think we all recall Justin. I'll ask you specifically. I think you recall what happened. Uh, a couple months after I started the segment uh, Why Weddings Suck. Hmm. Um, Yes,
1: um, got some backlash on it and then you started a new segment. That's
0: right, that is correct. Our mojo went down as a whole. The mojo of the show was brought down and I had to bring it back up. And Of course I'm not getting rid of Why Weddings Suck. We may have that segment next week, gentlemen. We're going to have another segment, though. (laughs) it's called things that don't suck yes give it to me things that don't suck a list of consisting of paul rudd and whatever the doc wants to say now gentlemen we have two items that don't suck yes two items that don't suck which one do you want first the one about an 86 year old woman or the one about Florida energy? Hmm. Let's do the lady. Okay, let's go with 86-year-old woman. Uh, gentlemen, a story was released last week that an 86-year-old woman, she's, she's proved, man, losing weight, it's all, it's all about tenacity, man. It's all about tenacity, and it's all about getting that diet and exercise right. You don't need... That's Right expensive gear you don't need a gym membership you don't need all that you just got to get your mind right jessica slaughter who is 86 years old yeah yeah over the past decade she has lost 120 pounds by getting her by getting her diet right and by walking around her one bedroom apartment yeah. Oh my
1: God, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. She has basically been... Uh, she's borderline obese since she was in elementary school. And it just got sort of worse and worse her whole life. And uh, in her 70s, she was, uh, she was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. And they said, it's only going to get worse from here. And she was like, man, I got to do something. I got to make a change. So true. And so she cut meat, dairy, and alcohol... Out of her diet, and she wow. and she started walking laps around her apartment. Yeah,
1: good and for her, dude. Her That's daily impressive. walks, her
0: daily walks only take about 25 minutes. She may do uh, she may do two <laughs> may do two two a day, right? But she does it every single day. And she went from a, a waist size of 22, uh, a size 22 waistband, to a size four. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah, and she's hoping, man. She's hoping that she said she put her transformation out there. She wants it to inspire other people yeah. to take those same changes. Good for things her. Things that things that don't suck, fellas. Jesse Slaughter, getting it, getting no, it done. That's pretty awesome.
1: Getting it Did done, man. she ever man. walk outside her apartment? <laughs> <or> apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently not, man. Apparently not. She's from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, maybe, maybe she's in like a bad uh, neighborhood or mm, something. Maybe who knows? Maybe who she, knows? maybe Let's she, maybe she just really likes her her apartment. Maybe it's a really nice maybe. apartment. Who knows?
1: Good who for no- you though, Miss Slaughter.
0: Yeah, man. Definitely <laughs> things that don't suck though. Definitely. Here's another one, guys. Uh, Florida. Florida is set to become one of the leaders in renewable energy. Yeah, yeah, mm,
1: yeah.
0: One one of the Florida companies, uh, Florida Power and Light (FPL), which uh, Jacksonville doesn't really get much of. Uh, we're 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 not really uh, under their uh, panel, but they have announced a groundbreaking 30 by 30 plan. Hmm. By 2030, they have uh, dedicated 30 million solar panels.
1: Jeez. That's right. You know um, what? It's it, This is funny because you know how I told you guys I drove down to Miami last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. When I was driving, I forgot where where uh, exactly it was, but uh, when I was looking to, uh, off the side of I-95, huge field full of, like, just solar panels, man, like, it went on for at least two minutes of driving. Yeah, it was, man. It ridiculous. Yeah.
0: it's pretty awesome. It's supposed to reduce their reliance on foreign oil by 99.6%. Mm, wow. That's right. 99? 99%, man. That's uh, 100, dude. And uh, Florida Power & Light, already some of the world's largest producers of renewable energy, both wind and sun. Yeah. 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 So they're they're getting awesome. it done, man. Getting it done. And not only that, but that reduces the price to consumers. Yeah. The price goes down for consumers too when we'll they use that. renewable energy. Things that don't suck, gentlemen. Definitely two things. Suck. There we go.
1: Let's let's lessen the carbon footprint That's on fact. this world.
0: Positivity. You know what else is positive, guys?
1: Yeah, you're uh, you're what?
2: Oh.
0: what?
1: What? No. I don't know. I don't know. Wow.
0: No. I, just,
2: I don't even know where that. Talking, came
0: from. talking to Kim Lenz. That's <laughs> what positive. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. I, don't know. I was Jeez. Just trying to think of something. Guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back with Kim Lenz.
4: What's up, y'all? I'm Dalton i'm jake i'm trey
2: we, we are lonely highway, highway and you're listening to the doc g, g show come on
0: welcome back to the doc g show everybody as i said before we are very lucky to have miss kim Linz with us today kim how are you doing
5: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, yes. Now you got you got some big things coming up. Very exciting. You've got slowly speeding the album coming out uh February twenty second. Yes! Very exciting. But before yes. before we get there, I was mm-hmm. like I like to take the listeners back. You've been in the game, the musical <laughs> game. For some twenty odd years. Hmm. I, w- I want I want the listeners to get the whole story. Yes! Um, yeah, I
5: started out when I was like five. <laughs> what
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. exactly, exactly, listeners. Twenty-five yeah. years old. That's how <laughs> 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 uh with most singers and musicians I've had on the show, there was a uh, there was an idol musician, somebody that just hit him in the chest and say to, made him say, you know, wow. I've got to do that that's what i want to do um was there a specific musician that you can remember back in you know the younger days that made you say yeah i, I want to try that out i've got to do that hmm.
5: well um i was really in love with all kinds of music when i was young Like mm-hmm. whatever i could listen to and i was always fascinated with Picking sounds apart out of, you know, sticking my head up on a speaker, even when I was very, like, four years old. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as knowing that I wanted to make music, it came a little bit later in life for me than some people. I think I was around 20, Mm -hmm. and I was living in LA, and there was a uh, kind of a roots. That's the night. That was the early '90s, mm-hmm. and um, that was kind of the when roots music kind of hit the scene again. There was like the rockabilly revival, and then you know a few years later the swing yeah. quote swing scene, which was really rhythm and blues, but they were calling it swing. And uh, so it's like I would say, I would, if I had to pick a band, it would be Big Sandy and the Flywrights mm-hmm. um, yeah! because I saw them live a million times. But it, there was Jump with Joey, and there was. Uh, well, Royal Crown Review was later and the Paladins were playing all the time, so I think um, those people, I mean, certainly I'm a record collector and I have, you know, a, a 500 different artists at least that I could uh, tell you that have affected me, but I mean, I think it was the live music in that scene that I uh, was part of that made me say like, yeah, I, I want to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, now, now I've I've heard uh, interviews with you before about you know you you brought that up specifically in Southern California, uh-huh. the, the bands that you said before Big Sandy and and Jumping Joey and and Dave and Deke Combo, uh, and and, and I mean obviously I I've I went back and I've listened to a lot of their stuff and and it's fantastic, but the thing that amazes me is somehow you uh-huh. you seem to have avoided these other big musical movements hmm. in the same areas, you know, because you have in that area, you've got ska of Sublime and and those groups going on, and you've got this overarching theme of, of grunge pushing through, and you've got an overarching uh, gangster rap of SoCal, of <laughs> NWA and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did you, what what made you gravitate towards that roots, that jumping blues music? Hmm.
5: Well, I mean, I love, like I said, I listen to and I love all types of music, mm-hmm. Um it was really different back then it was it was very it was a really small group of people truthfully mm-hmm. <laughs> now you can go to people las vegas and there's thirty five thousand people there you know doing the rockabilly lifestyle but it yeah. wasn't the rockabilly lifestyle back then it was a few kind of dorky collector people we collected clothes we collected records we collected furniture and we were all like we were digging into something that no one else was looking at mm-hmm. at that time and we were just obsessed with it um, yeah. and so there was lots of other things going on obviously but this was it's hard for people to understand because the word rockabilly is now kind of part of you know a normal word for people to talk about, but it's really a, a the word rockabilly is a historic word. It talks about maybe just a few years of American music history. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But it has become, it's become co-opted into like this, you know, sort of kitschy lifestyle thing. It wasn't like that back then. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying it's like, it's changed a lot. Yeah. So it wasn't that I was, Pushing away from all those other things, it's just we were all very excited about. I mean, back then, that there was some people in Europe uh, and some people uh, in the United States, but not very many of any of us. And our goal was like we, you know, we collected old records and we wanted to like make a record that sounded just like a record, you know, mm-hmm. from 1958 or something like that. So, um, and you know, we just were all kind of fanatical about it, yeah. and then. Over time, we've all kind of gone off and in, into different directions. Um, for me, it was just a continual learning of the the history of American music and just collecting more records and learning about all the different ingredients that make up Rockabilly and then, you know, right away after that, rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and just... I don't know. I just love the history <laughs> of American music. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love... but But, you know... I love anything that's good but this is what I do and I think that somehow the way I express myself artistically Mm -hmm. you know works with this for me (laughs) I can't see me doing rap maybe I should (laughs) try it but It just doesn't feel, you know, like it would be, you know, it might
0: be a a tough sell with the mix of rockabilly. I don't know how those (laughs) would merge. But well, speaking along that line, obviously, you know, rockabilly and and these roots type Americana music have have really influenced you. Hmm. But do you have a band or maybe musician that you think really influences you that you? that people wouldn't see going into your music? Maybe somebody that's sort of out of that genre that still heavily influences you, but it, it maybe doesn't go in that category? Hmm.
5: Well, I guess so. Um, definitely, probably one of my very, very favorite artists is Stevie Wonder. Hmm.
3: Sweet! And
5: while I was making this last record, when I'm making a record and writing it and mixing it and all that, I try not to listen to too many things that are like Exactly like it because yeah. I don't I don't want to be influenced too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I tend to when it, when it's a whole album I tend to be one of those people that listens to a whole album on repeat. Or if I get obsessed with a song, I listen to a whole song on mm-hmm. repeat for like maybe it could be a long time, <laughs> <laughs> like could be days, weeks. But this. Uh, uh, talking Book, Stevie Wonder's Talking Book, mm-hmm. I just got obsessed with this record for a couple of years. You know, yeah. just you, you can just not... It, it just keeps going to a different level. Just, mm-hmm. The way they recorded during that time period, everything is so beautiful, and yes! the, his um, praising... Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's definitely not anything like Rockabilly, but I mean, you can definitely oh, feel yeah. all of the different aspects of rock and roll going into what he does. And uh, he's he's just amazing. I mean, there's a tons of amazing people, but if you ask about somebody that people would be like, oh, I bet Kim doesn't yeah. listen to Stevie Wonder and the Talking Book. Yeah, that w- that was actually really influential to me on this record, nice. and especially well everything about it. But the way that he sings, like, he'll kind of do these like you know these <laughs> these vocal things that seem like so throwaway to him. Yeah, you know, like you, it sounds like well you know he's just barely trying. Yeah, but like. He, have a normal person try to do that, you know? <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> yes! Yeah. And,
5: and then you just start realizing when you're listening to other music how influential he was to oh, yeah. so many people. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Well, so after you uh, sort of uh, immersed yourself in that, that SoCal uh, music scene, uh, you ended up actually at the University of North Texas. Now, I did. now, for listeners out there that don't know, North Texas is a big-time music school, but you actually, your major was psychology. How
5: mm-hmm.
0: How did you choose psychology?
5: Hmm. Well, from, you know, right when I started in college after high school, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very interested in people, yeah. <laughs> in fact i have an interdisciplinary degree it's mm. psychology anthropology and sociology nice so it's all the all the people thing. yeah uh, but uh, i i almost was finished and then i i worked in the music industry in la for a few years and i moved to texas mm-hmm. and so i went back to finish up my degree mm. and realized oh my gosh there's a music school here and i thought oh this would be fun i'm gonna get a music minor yeah and so i met a lot of people and that's where i ended up starting my career with those people that i met uh, at university of north texas
0: do do you think that that degree even in any way uh you know outside of the music minor do you think that degree permeates in your music do you do you see it come in Hmm. sort of that like you said the the evaluation of people in a way do you think that that comes in at any time
5: um I, I i think it would probably be very little but um, <laughs> mostly no i mean you know you learn music theory and yeah and uh you know i take classical guitar and yeah. this that and the other but um there was a really great class on the history of american music that actually had a big effect on me and mm. helped me to like find some other avenues to yeah. to to go down after that but um I think if you're making rock and roll, mm-hmm. you don't really need a college degree for that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, I just happened to be there. But I think for me, it was, I was living in a, uh, Denton, Texas, where University of North Texas is, mm-hmm. um, a small town. And I had this house because the houses that there were like so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like buying a used car. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa. And>, uh, <laughs> So I had this big house and I met all these people in the music school and they, they were like, let's go over to your house and jam. So I think that the degree itself didn't affect my music career, but just m- running into so many musicians and meeting so many wonderful people who are still, I'm, I'm still friends with and, uh, and starting a musical, uh, well, my first music group, it was called Rocket Rocket yeah. there. We played right off campus at the Karma Cafe for about seven people and there were nine of us. Wait, Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. That's that actually is the moment when I went. I have to do this because I had never performed another in, in front of other people. Yeah. Um, so I had. sir I have. I have a strange arc, different arc than other people have because of my very bizarre upbringing. But yeah. Um,
0: but here i am still. well i I don't know if you uh if you knew this but don henley from the eagles did somewhat of a a similar thing he uh he went to north texas and he went for english um and and he said he only took one music class and he didn't (laughs) i don't think he fared as well as you because he only took basic music theory and he failed.
3: <laughs> so,
0: so you, it, in a sense, you can say you're better than Don Henley. What? In a sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs>
5: right. So, well, it's pretty esoteric, and I mean, I think it doesn't hurt to know it, but it's for, you know, mm-hmm. for rock and roll, it's sort of, yeah. you know. Oh, it yeah. doesn't hurt, but it, you can certainly do it. Definitely. without
0: it <laughs> definitely so uh you you already mentioned actually uh you, you formed this group rocket rocket uh with your with your friends and you performed at a coffee shop and that was that was it right there uh that sort mm-hmm. of formed your 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 passion for the music um from Sweet. from there you you had your first two albums Uh, Kim Lenz and her Jaguars, and The One and Only. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask about, obviously when people look back on their first albums, there are a lot of things that they're really happy about, and they, they, they really like, and they're like, oh man, it was fresh, it was new. But can you think of anything from those first two albums that you made that you're sort of glad on this new album of slowly speeding that you evolved away from something that's better now that you're just like, man, glad I don't do that anymore. Mm. That (laughs) that's better now.
5: Well, it's been a, it's definitely been an evolution. And like I was saying, when, when we first started doing this, we were just trying to make, we are just trying to almost like copy the old songs and Mm -hmm. I always liked songwriting. So I never, I always had a cover or two but usually not more than that yeah um so i think i wanted to keep it very much in that vein mm-hmm. and the first record was recorded live all live <laughs> to one track on vintage equipment so Jeez. that i wouldn't want to ever do again it was super fun to yeah. do it that way but you don't have a lot of i didn't really get to choose my vocal performances that i liked. yeah because the whole everybody has you know when you're doing it live everyone has to nail everything all at the same time mm-hmm. um you know, I, I think I was more, I just think I've grown as a songwriter and, and I'm, you know, uh, Rockabilly, the lyrics tend to be almost kind of teenager-like lyrics. Yeah. You know, basically. And uh, I'm not a teenager.
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> I mean, in your what? 20s, obviously. Geez, yeah, I mean, we've already been over now. that.
5: And, you yeah, know, I just, th- th- through like, even if you look at Johnny Cash's music, or Lefty Frizz- some of Lefty Frizzell's music, like mm-hmm. lo- like Long Black Veil, or, uh, there's some, and, and I'm, I'm obsessed with the Lubin Brothers. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. that knows me knows that I'm obsessed with the Lubin Brothers, and mm-hmm. I love those, like, harmonies and, like, the, so I just, I think that, that, I'm not, I'm, I love my first record. It was perfect for the time, mm-hmm. uh, and the second record, too. hmm it's just like this record for me I really spent as much time as I wanted to on it. Yeah. And there's been a lot of growth in the last 5 years of my life yeah. and um I think it's kind of changing the uh, zeitgeist in the world for women and and the ability for a woman to just to, to speak in her own voice yeah and i've been working now this is my third record where i've recorded all my own vocals myself mm. so i can i can choose how i really want to express myself instead of you know relying on somebody else um so i, I don't know i i don't i don't have anything that i look back on and say you know I'm, I'm glad i don't do it like that anymore but yeah that was just right for that time yeah but for this time this is where i've evolved to and um i guess i was a little worried because i, I know melda may came out with a record i think last year mm-hmm. and i heard a lot of backlash about it like oh she's snubbing her nose at rockabilly i'm like okay i mean you know people love to diss or whatever yeah uh so I was a little worried people might say that about my record, but it, it certainly isn't. I mean, there's definitely some rockabilly songs on it. Yeah. And I'm continue to be influenced and and in love with American Roots music. Yeah. And, and and this record just is a little I just really wanted it to be vibey. You know, yeah. it's like for all the people that are into roots music, there's a lot of the yeah da, 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 da wah, 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 <laughs> kind of stuff going on. It's like yeah. here's here's one to put on when you want to just kind of zone out I mean nice. just to give some some variety there's more than one thing yeah. out there. <laughs> music, you know yeah and I don't know a lot of people that are doing anything around like in this vibe right now yeah so very we'll nice see. I, yeah
0: very nice. Well, so the, uh, as I said, those two albums—the uh, start of the the career for you—and then you took a step back. And one of the larger reasons you did was because you you had a baby. Um, I did. And that baby is now 18 years old. <laughs> Wait, what? How? And he's a
5: killer guitar player. Oh How? my God, he's amazing. Yes!
0: Yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say that. I've noticed. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of Instagram posts about him playing uh uh, he seems really really into music um Mm -hmm. does he have does he have his own band
5: uh he does but he's in about four different bands right now wow i think just finding himself musically and um so he's yeah he's i'd I'd be shocked if he didn't have a career in music (laughs) because he's just yeah, he's he's very, very good.
0: Well, now I also saw uh, on Instagram a post that said uh, he was doing some backup vocals. Hmm. Is, is...
5: Oh, yeah, I had him. I needed somebody for this one song, and we hadn't didn't have the backup vocals from the studio. Uh, and I was recording my stuff here. And so I'm like, come in and sing backup vocals for Wild Oak. So he mm-hmm. just popped in here plugged, plugged. you know, got a mic ready for him. And, like, he did that in, like, 15 minutes. He's he's, he's a great singer, too. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of uh, my son on my record.
0: Very nice. Well, so let's let's fast forward uh, now to the new album. When did you start working on Slowly Speeding? Was it right after Follow Me came out? Or how long? Because it seems like you've been crafting it for a long time. Hmm
5: yeah um after follow me came out i i did some support for that and then i had a few songs floating around and i had some a lot of dragons i was slaying in my life let's say yeah um i started one record uh, that was uh going to be like tell the record was 12 songs in order telling a story Mm Mm-hmm. But it just was so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I just walked... I may, I may re- re-examine that at some point, but oh, yeah. it, it was just... Uh, I don't know.
0: A little too not heavy not. for the listener.
5: It was, it was heavy, too heavy for me. Yeah. Um, so then I, I ended up starting to work with D.H. Phillips, who was this person that uh, I, I hired to make a door for my studio. Wait, what? And then I found out he had played guitar with Ronnie Dawson, but he's got this heavy band... Um, called True Widow that's on um heavy metal label. I Mm -hmm. can't think of what it's called right now. But um Mm. we just started working together on new songs and it was just the collaboration was just two hundred percent. It was so great. Yeah. And uh so I just I mean, I wrote the songs but he he was we were gonna co produce the record and we just started working on this record and that was I think I started that about three years ago. So it it I took my time. I took at least a year of writing the song. Yeah, and then we recorded the, the 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 band in the studio, not in Argyle, Texas. Yeah, it's great studio. Obviously, all analog. We had like three echoplexes running constantly, and everything else. And of course, we hit tape and nice. did all the things that that uh, that as analog people do. <laughs> and um, and then I came back here and I spent about three months yeah. doing my vocals. And then mixing it, we we had like three or four different mixing sessions. Nice. And then I drove to Denver to master it with uh, Jim Wilson. He's yeah. like one of the best mastering guys. Mm-hmm. And then the artwork, we spent a lot of time on that. Um, so I, I wanted to get this out of, like, at least a year ago. But, you know, I just having as much experience as I've had.
0: You didn't want to rush been it.
5: Times, yeah, there's been times when I put myself under a time table and then I I wish I hadn't later because I'm like man I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with this one aspect you know yeah Uh, so this record every step of the way I feel like I did it how I wanted to do it Mm -hmm. I didn't uh, compromise Um, I've got all the best people working with me on it and uh, from the players down to the PR people to everybody and um, so I'm real happy I mean I really think people will love this record. Yeah. But the but the most important thing is I made an artistic, uh. I made a piece of art that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Uh. And I and I, I did it. I, did it exactly the way I wanted to do it, and uh, so that gives me a lot of satisfaction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I've heard in other interviews, uh, that women have have been inspired by this album. Uh, by powerful writing, by a strong woman. Uh, I hope so. Now, Kim, I don't know if you know, if you picked this up yet, I'm not a strong woman. Um, <laughs> I in, thought you were a strong woman. In fact, in fact, by some loose definition, I may actually be classified as a man. I'm not sure, but in in that sense, what is it? you want listeners to take from this new album and, and particularly uh, men in that sense. What do do you want to be this art to be seen as and and the overall message?
5: Well, I mean, I think with any kind of art, there's so many different layers, right? I mean, basically the top layer is this is a a record of love songs. Mm -hmm. They're all love songs in different ways and different, you know, emotions and feelings at different parts of the love affair and uh so that's the top layer of what it is yeah Uh, underneath is a lot of different personal stories going on for me Mm -hmm. um and i think the the voice the woman's voice which is my woman's voice with my experience in life um coming through on this record um i wanted it to be full of emotion like real emotion because i you know Look at men and women are obviously equally important in the world, mm-hmm. but we've been skewed towards men's energy. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, really skewed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where I mean, if you think about it, like, has there ever been a record made that no man has ever touched as far as what engineering or producing or bit the record label? Or, uh, you you know, would have a to look ways. really,
0: really hard, I think, to find one of those.
5: If you did find one, it would probably be a very small one-off thing. Yeah. Was, you know, I don't know of anything or maybe something that someone's doing right now that uh, hasn't, I don't know about, but, but if has there ever been a record that has never been touched by a woman? F- yes. Yeah. T- yeah. Millions, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just trying to, the best way that I can put, put as much of a woman's voice into this. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, the way we think about men and women and what men and women should be is basically based on men's idea. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think the badass woman, you know, a wonder woman and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not disparaging it at all, but, like, it's still I the man's that's point. what a badass yeah. woman, like, is that what a, what a woman feels is a badass woman? I think we don't even know what we think yeah. is a badass woman yet because we've been enculturated to be the badass woman that men want us to be so it's gonna take it's gonna take like 50 years at least to unwind all this but yeah. which is great we're i think we're on our way but i mean for me when i think of a badass woman i think of a woman who is connected to mother nature mm-hmm. we, we birth babies mm-hmm. we're like you know we have strong emotions we don't push emotions aside yeah i mean we're taught to in our culture but i think we're the we're the keepers of emotion we're yeah. the ones that you know we're like the storms the tornadoes you know we are we are mother nature yeah and so i wanted to really put as much Emotion into these songs about love, nice, and and not pull punches on it. Yeah. Um yes! as I you know, as I go through my life, I want to feel more emotions, not less. Yeah, and that hasn't been something that's been encouraged in people, but I think that that's part of what the female um, aspect of humanity has to offer. Nice, a lot of other good things too. But yeah, um, artistically, I think. I wanted to make sure that you know. Sometimes when you're in a studio, there'll be a male, and and not anything against him, but he'll be like, "Don't sing so loud," you know,
3: "Don't
5: do that." He's like, "You know, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna be a typhoon here. Get out of you know." But I didn't have to do that because I I recorded my vocals myself, so I didn't even have to have someone trying to turn me down or, (laughs) or you know what I mean? It's like the women need the space. Whether they're not. Ooh, everybody needs that space. Well, in general, but yeah,
0: I I, th- I think in in music, you know, we need we yeah. need more emotion. Yes! That's you know, that's that's always yeah. when I when I tell people, you know, some of my favorite singers, and you talk about your. You're, you're Sam Cooks and uh, uh, you know yeah, I, I love Sam right? because he could he could make you feel every emotion and he could express exactly. all those emotions and you know the more the better and like you said yeah. we haven't heard that really from a woman's side we've heard it some but it's it's been muffled it's been muffled like you said by the opinion uh, of the other gender so yeah i, I definitely yeah.
5: I, I mean, obviously, there's some amazing women singers historically. Yeah. But I wonder, like, when I sit back and look at, like, say Ella Fitzgerald, or I mean, she she was her own self. But so many of the female singers, I wonder if they could, ju- if we would have just fully heard like what was in their soul. It, yeah,
0: if it, if it would how, have been the same, even How even
5: more of awesome it would yeah, have been. Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: what what would have happened if Aretha Franklin hadn't have been curved the way she was curved by the producers? Oh my yeah.
5: God, it'd probably blow our ears up that we would love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we We'd explode into fire and
0: like, <laughs> it'd be it'd be too much to take. Uh, well,
5: I think that's the thing. I think that emotion and women's... Uh, Dealing having emotions it, that in our culture that is the thing. It's too much to take. Yeah, it's not too much to take, y'all. We're not gonna. We aren't gonna actually catch on fire. No one's gonna die. Nope. Their emotions. <laughs> we can handle it. Yeah, Let's
0: do it. <laughs> you handle it right on this album. That's where they all are.
5: And if you want to make a baby, go straight to number ten. The <laughs> room with the baby maker. What? Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, Sweet.
5: this this new album.
0: It's it's uh, besides getting baby making accolades it's got some other accolades already it's it's racked mm-hmm. up some things uh rolling stone uh they they recently said uh, I, off of this album said you were one of the 10 new country artists you should know that's yes! that's pretty awesome that rolling stone said that but then there were two things that just sort of caught my eye one they called you new and I was like I wonder how she feels about that since she's been doing this for over 20 years like I, I feel like that would have caused me to write a strongly worded email like hey guys hmm. I've been here for a while just to let you know that's I mean and then the other thing country would you I mean would you consider yourself country.
5: Well, the Rolling Stone piece, first of all, if Rolling Stone's writing something about me, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true.
0: If they actually even mentioned my show, I'd just be like, oh, great. Oh, yeah, they uh, can say anything and, about
5: and it. <laughs> I guess I'm new to some people. So, you know, like, yeah. whatever. I mean, it, in fact, it's probably better than saying old.
0: Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> She's been around forever.
5: Jeez. She's totally like, <laughs> I joke around sometimes, sometimes and sometimes I say I'm the Nancy Pelosi of Rockabilly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but no, I've, I really, you know, I have a lot of respect for her, obviously. Yeah. But, um, uh, no, I, I I was perfectly happy with that and country. The, the thing is, the song they were looking at was "Slowly Speeding," yeah, which is kind of the country song on yeah. the record. They were they were listening to that song, so I'm like, heck! I mean, I didn't really write anything on this record specifically for any genre. I was just writing all the things that I like and bringing in the tones and the sounds and the vibes that, for the things that I like. And I listened yeah. to a lot of old country, a little rhythm and blues old jazz old i, I love uh, gospel music i mean yeah. you know tons of things and so that was sort of the country it, it was it's a waltz it's sort of supposed to be real dreamy and kind of almost like druggy. but you know yeah. the drugginess is like the drugginess of what you feel when you fall in love and everything just seems like the world has gone crazy you know? <laughs> yeah yes! and that's what that song's supposed to say so uh so that is kind of a country song yeah. but then like i have other songs on there like our hourglass was a, i didn't think it was going to make this record because yeah. it's it's a it's an odd chord progression i just read it when i was up riding in the mountains one time mm-hmm. i'm like oh here's this song <laughs> and i kept working on it and uh, but it's i ended up loving it and um it's really an americana song i mean yeah. that's like my americana song and then there's some stuff that could totally be rhythm and blues on that record. And there's, um, you know, obviously a couple of Rockabilly songs and yeah. rock and roll. And uh, so, yeah, l- l- call me country. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. Just call me. And Is it, call me and buy my record. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of which, I uh, went on kimlins.com uh, and I saw that you had 100 copies of slowly mm-hmm. speeding on two color vinyl signed yeah. with a bonus 45 for mm-hmm. only $50 and i said that's a deal yes! i need to get mine well
5: they're almost gone well <laughs> well the listeners
0: the, the listeners need to hurry then cuz i already purchased <laughs> mine i purchased mine oh. last night so it's coming thank you it's going to go up in the studio with me right in here oh. yes. yes very exciting
5: Those- those color ones are a lot more expensive to print, and I just I wanted to I I, I want to do something real limited, and yeah. then later I'll release. I have some just the, the black the regular black vinyl, the shrink wrap. That's the stuff that's just going to go out to you know the, the distributors and everything. Yeah. Um, and then I have some purple vinyl, just plain purple that I'm going to take on the road with me. So nice. I just wanted to do some different things. the The CD artwork is is kind of different, not the cover, but the rest of it from the uh, the LP, so, so all those collectors out there, they're going to want to get all the
0: different pieces. That's right. Now, Well, <laughs> now, uh, the first single uh, you ever put out as an artist, you put out mm. on vinyl. So
5: Yeah, Worm Tone.
0: So I'm guessing it was important for you to get this record, of course, out on vinyl, as opposed, I mean, it's obviously out there on streaming options, mm-hmm. yeah. but how important is it for you as an artist to make sure that it that it's on vinyl
5: hmm. well uh, every record i've ever made it has been on vinyl yeah so it'd be really weird if i just all of a sudden stuff i mean i was making vinyl back before like before you know, it came the young back kids call yeah them vinyls right exactly um, <laughs> and, uh, Girl, come on. It sort of adorable, sort of weird, but adorable. Um, well, they. But seems, when it, I when I signed with High Tone, I uh, I put into my contract that they couldn't release a record of mine unless they printed vinyl. Wow. So that was that was back when there were really only a couple places in the U.S. printing vinyl, you know? Yeah. In 96. Oh, yeah, that was basically the, the low resurgence. point.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, that was that was almost nothing out there from, you know, the late 90s to the early 2000s there. Um, so
5: now I'm printing vinyl, and, I, and, and you know, people you are know, probably like, oh, she's just following along on the, you know...
3: And you're like, that. I've been and there. like,
5: yeah, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. Say whatever you want. Just buy the record. <laughs> <laughs> I made some good songs. you're gonna love them. Go yes, them. Go exactly.
0: So there' one one other thing off of music that I wanted to mention because when i was when I was getting ready for this interview, I always like to go back uh, and look through people's social media and whatnot. And one of the segments that we have on the show that we do uh, is ripped from the headlines, uh, where we just find the weirdest (laughs) headlines. And I noticed a while back on Instagram, (laughs) you found a doozy of one, which the title was Accordion Player Chopped Up Friend Who Criticizes (laughs) His Tunes. And I gotta say, that's one of the best... (laughs) or worst best worst headlines i've ever seen that's a fact i mean (sighs) that's and i read the article that was on there it's uh man
5: i'm pretty sure it was real yeah
0: yeah yeah uh i mean fake
5: news but i think it was real
0: (laughs) that that wasn't a warning to your uh to your listeners was it (laughs) that if they criticized your tunes they could end up the same as this This fella's friend, but Hmm. I've
5: I've developed some thick skin over the years, you know, like all I can do is make what I make and some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. But I thought that was super funny. And I got so many uh, comments on that because especially accordion players. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Apparently don't don't criticize accordion players, especially in Russia where that (laughs) happened, apparently. Uh, Kim oh my God. we are against a break but I want to thank you for being on the show we definitely appreciate it
5: oh thank you for having me it's been a pleasure yes
0: a yes listeners you can find the album at www.kimlens.com any streaming service you can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Kim Lens that's M-S Kim Lens and let's take a listen to that slowly speeding right now here on the Doc G Show. On the Doc G Show, that was Kim Lenz, both yes, sir. as an interview and her new single, slowly speeding, as I said in the interview. Make sure, if you can, if they haven't already sold out, I don't know, I haven't checked, but remember, there's only a 100 copies of that vinyl signed yes. by Kim Lenz. You may have missed out already, but... You can, s- you can still get the unsigned version, so make sure either one. Fellas, Don't get it. Fellas, I am concerned about accordion players now. I'm a little I'm gonna
1: keep my distance, I g- think. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Do not they're dangerous. Do not criticize their playing. Do Don't not
1: underestimate them.
0: Do not. Nope. I'm just saying. But thanks to Kim Linz for being on the show. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. Hopefully Woo. she has an ass uh, awesome tour in uh, in Europe. She is going on tour in Europe here in just a couple of days. Wow. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, man. Uh, guys, are you ready for the last birthday suit? Hmm. Of course. Yes, sir. This is a biggie. This is a biggie. Uh, big name here. Uh, born on February 6, 1945
2: in Nine Biggie Smalls. <laughs> oh, I thought that was I thought that was <laughs> that was a clue. clue. It was a, big- <laughs> that was a
0: clue. Little too little too old for Biggie. He definitely wasn't yeah. born in forty-five.
2: Um, yeah, I know. 40- All right, continue.
0: Forty-five and Nine Mile, Jamaica. Nine Mile, oh, Jamaica. Jamaica. Our birthday Sue wearer was the son of Royal Marines Captain who was originally from Sussex, England. Our Sussex. Bir- our birthday Sue... Suit- yeah, they they've shout out to Sussex. They've, they've been listeners before. Shout out. Um, yep. Our birthday Sue wearer went to uh, Stepney Primary and Junior High Schools. Uh, when our birthday Sue wearer was only 10, his father died of a heart attack. Sad. Not long after that, our birthday suit wearer started playing music. He liked it so much, he eventually moved to Trench Town and started playing it full-time with his band. Wait,
1: wait. It's...
2: Is it the Bob only, Marley? The only, Bob yeah,
1: the only big name. That's what Marley. Saying, that the is only correct, big Jamaican name man. Wow. That, that is nice correct, day, dude. Mister Bob
0: Marley. Now, an interesting thing that if you watch the Bob Marley documentary, it's pretty weird. He he plays music for several years, gets pretty famous, puts out a couple of albums in Jamaica, and then marries his wife Rita and goes to America. He moves to New Jersey and. He works in a Chrysler plant for, like, a year in 1966. Wait, what? Really? Just worked in a Chrysler plant. How weird would that be? There's got to be some dude out there that's, like, 70 now that's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Back in 66, I worked with Bob Marley in a Chrysler plant. What? It's really weird. That is pretty, yeah. Wow. Well, of course, then he did not have his dreads. Nope. Because after it was a short time after he moved back to Jamaica that he got really interested in Rastafari Way and he grew his dreads out. And uh, he, he formed his group, The Wailers. And in 72, they, uh, they made their famous first album, Catch a Fire. Then Burning. Then Natty Dread. Then Rasta Man Vibration and then Exodus in nineteen seventy-seven. Sadly, our birthday suit wearer did die uh, of of skin cancer in May eleventh, nineteen eighty one. Yeah, sadly. No. But of course, I mean sadly. Bob, Bob only got more famous after death. Yes! Uh, I mean you can't you can't go to a college campus without there being a Bob poster or Bob t shirt somewhere, nope. man. Definitely. Dave, do you have a favorite Bob song? Justin, favorite Bob song? Hmm. Probably just Buffalo
2: uh, Soldier. Man. Buffalo uh, Soldier, nice, nice.
0: What's is that, that a weird little one?
2: Birds? Is that one?
0: Three Little Birds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Three Little Birdies. I like it, man. I like it. Both very good songs. Very good so- I got so many, man. I don't know. Uh, I- Redemption Song, it's right up yeah, there. I mean, Could You Be no Loved? Woman, no, yeah. no Woman, No Cry. I no Woman, No Cry. No
1: Woman, No Cry is good. The- yeah, refugees
0: redid that one. Wait, what? Oh, oh why? Refugees. Oh, oh, why? Sorry, not Refugees. Fugees, sorry. Fugees. Yeah. Fuji's refugee camp Mr. Wyclef Jean yeah. He he redid mm-hmm. that one But nonetheless happy birthday To Bob Marley the spirit Lives on man the spirit yes, sir. lives on. happy birthday Gentlemen it's about that time I do Want to of course promote the shows coming up Driving and crying fantastic Mike friend Fantastic None other Hello. than Claude, Fly Till I Die, Alathan.
1: Fantastic. Oh, heck yeah.
0: We got a lot to talk about. I mean, we're going to have to talk to him about the Anthony Davis the hubbub. We're going to have to talk mm-hmm. about the, the unicorn trade. I mean, yep. Got, now we've got this crazy European connection going on down in, in Dallas. Honestly,
1: uh, that looks deadly, man.
0: Looks, I mean, if if old unicorn can stay healthy, it's gonna be probably it'll pretty good, pretty good. We'll see what Claude thinks. But Dennis, Dennis going up to the Knicks, I think he can make some damage. And damage, man, Dennis Jr., man, Dennis Smith Jr. Yep. But nonetheless, guys, we've also got uh, uh, Big Thunder and the Rumblefish. We've got Carbon Leaf. It's it's shows on shows, as per usual. Shows on shows, Don't shows on Don't miss out, shows. y'all. Don't miss out. Yes, indeed. But until then, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Yes!
1: You know what it is, listeners? We out here, baby.
0: Day in, night out. You know what it is.
2: And also, Dave Burles Berlin. Yes! Good night, listeners. Thanks again, as always. And
0: along with that good night, zippity doo da. Zip it up and zip it out. zippity doo da, baby.